This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. Jonathan Kaiser is the founder and thought leader behind Kaiser, the largest occupier services commercial real estate brokerage firm in Arizona. Through sheer determination and focus on selfless service, Jonathan is disrupting the commercial real estate industry and beyond. He's a best-selling author, media contributor, and strong supporter of the conscious capitalism movement. Jonathan is here with us today to share his journey, his mission, and selfless service approach to business and his new book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win. His book's not really about him, though. It's about you. Jonathan will share how you can activate selflessness in your life and see how this is why counterintuitive strategy can create extraordinary long-term success in your own business and your life. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you for being on. And as we were talking about in the pre-show, your book debuted at number one on the Wall Street Journal. Um, that's, That's no small feat. And that is surreal, actually. Well, you know, and the thing of it is why it didn't surprise me um, because I was fortunate enough to be able to read an early copy of the book was it touches on so many things that people are starving for right now. And one of the things is we see about it in the news and in articles and everything, everywhere we read where, you know, workplace stress, workplace burnout, um, high turnover rates, um, dysfunctioning teams, bad management. It doesn't matter what industry it is. It's, it's rampant. Yeah. So, so people are looking for opportunities um, to figure out, is there a better way? And the answer is, of course, yes, there is. And so your book, I know, touches on it quite a bit. So uh, tell us a little bit, you know, what, what motivated you to write the book? You know, what was one of those things to say, okay, I'm going to dedicate a big chunk of my life to really dig deep and, and put all of these thoughts and ideas to paper? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me on. You have a, an extraordinary show, an extraordinary following, um, and your message, I think, is, is relevant in today's world. You know, it takes, a, it takes a village for us to really transform culture, and someone that is as adamant about it as you are is very, very near and dear to my heart, so thank you for that. Um, you know, for me, this has been a lifelong journey, even though at the time I didn't quite realize what was going on. It just, you know, I was raised by parents who taught me to help other people, right? As many good parents do. I was actually a missionary kid. I grew up part of my life in Papua New Guinea and all my parents were about was helping other people. And when I got back from overseas, I was in seventh grade And I had this rude awakening where I realized in an instant that I was poor and I had had no concept of that when I was overseas. And so as I experienced what it was like to be really poor and literally living in a trailer down by the river, um, I deep in my young brain decided I was going to be successful. So I got into commercial real estate brokerage because a buddy of mine said I could be rich and said I could make a lot of money doing it. Um, so I got into that, not to, not to help other people. I got into it to make money. And as I got in, I realized really quickly, wow, this is a ruthless 
industry and everybody's scratching and clawing and fighting. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to be broke like my parents. If this is what it takes to be successful, I'm in. So I became Mr. Ruthless. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of an overachiever, Michael. And so when I do something, I do it maybe a little bit more intensely than most. And so I became the ruthless prick. And it was, you know, it's not like I had amazing success because it takes a long time in commercial real estate to make, to make money. But I was on my way. I was national rookie of the year at a big firm. And it seemed like I had, you know, everything going for me. But the reality is, is inside I was miserable. I, I was misaligned with my core values. I felt like I was having to behave, not even having, because obviously it was a choice, but I felt like, like I had to behave in this ruthless fashion if I wanted to survive in a cutthroat industry. And then 15 years ago, I go to this conference and this guy gets up and he starts talking about a different way. He starts talking about success through service and I'd never heard anything like it. And after I made sure that he was not full of crap, <laughs> I vetted him a little bit. I realized, wow, this is really possible. I, I, how come nobody's told me about this before? So I reinvented myself around helping other people and um, now I've built an extraordinary firm around it. So to answer your question is, for me, I, I needed that example. I needed that speaker to share with me that it was even possible in a cutthroat industry to be successful. And I'm trying to help other people see that. So again, we're not perfect. We're not, you know, we're not, my firm is amazing. But what we're really about is really about showing other people that there is a better way, that you could be successful by helping others succeed, that you truly don't have to be ruthless to win. And by us showing that that's possible in commercial real estate brokerage, um, it's possible in any industry. And so for me, this book has been a, almost an eight-year journey where I, I decided after talking to my coach that you know, that at first I thought nobody's going to care about, you know, my journey and my story. And then I realized that, wow, there's a lot of other people like me that are out there that feel trapped, that feel like they're stuck in a, in an industry behaving in ways that they don't necessarily, they're being honest with themselves, <laughs> agree with, and that, you know, they're doing it because they feel like they need to put, you know, food on the table. And what if there was a better way? What if you could actually do the right thing, focus on helping other people and have extraordinary success. So I've taken everything that I've learned, trial and error, all the way, you know, how we built the largest firm of our kind in the state of Arizona around this principle of selfless service. And I've put it into this book so that the reader has everything they need to do to be able to create a, uh, uh, a culture of um, selfless service, a culture of success through service within their own organizations. So much leadership gold and what you did in this book and, you know, the, the your journey and everything, you know, including, you know, in your book, you talk about, you know, the backstabbing that's in real estate and, you know, my, my grandmother and my mom actually worked in real estate when I was a kid and now I didn't notice it back then, but, you know, now I know, you know, based in Toronto, as competitive as a market this is for, for housing, you can sense that you, when you see different you know, realtors and, and the ads that they're running and, and how they interact with each other. If you happen to catch two of them in the same place, it's, it's really, really intriguing, uh, the dynamics of it. And, you know, I, and I, I can 
definitely see where in, in that particular industry, and it's not exclusive to real estate. I've seen it in other industries as well, where, you know, the out to get everybody and I, you know, I need to protect my, my corner of the pie here um, really jumps out. And, you know, one of the things I tell people is oftentimes people live in this scarcity type of mindset where they're afraid if they don't do something, they're going to miss out on, you know, getting the, the revenue stream that they want. You know, the revenue is there. Um, there's more money out there than any of us could possibly access. And it's just a case of just making sure you get really crystal clear on what you're doing and, and how you can be a service to others, which, you know, is, you know, a principle of, of, of you and your organization. I know in your book, you refer to it as the Kaiser way. And I mean, it's, I love that you have an organization where there's, you know, this, this mentality and this is our mission. It's not, it doesn't necessarily to be, you need to be on a poster on a wall in the boardroom that no one looks at, but it's just, it's, it's something that's deep within the DNA of people that work there. They just get it. They understand it. And when that can be replicated outside of those walls and out into society and people start following this mantra of, yes, there is a better way of doing things the ripple effect it causes is absolutely amazing. Well, I am humbled by your statements because, you know, if you, there's a lot of people that knew me before that, um, you know, were very skeptical at the beginning because I was such a prick, you know? Um, but the idea that, you know, part of this whole story is look at me, I was a prick. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Cause I was deep in, being, you know, being that ruthless shark. And I think, you know, in my book, I, chapter five is trapped in the crazy commercial real estate industry. I really believe that most people don't want to behave the way that the industry is. And it's not, obviously it's not everybody in the industry, but it's so widespread that everybody kind of knows it. Like it's, it's laughable to say, you know, like sometimes I'll, to get, to elicit a, a chuckle out of somebody, I'll say, Hey, so who are the top three people in your life that you trust the most? And, and, you know, like is commercial real estate broker on the top of the list? And it's like laughable. Why is it laughable? Because everybody knows that commercial real estate brokers are out for themselves. Right. And so in general, right. But I think that there's a lot of people who get into the industry like me and they want to do the right thing. They want to help other people. They want to, you know, be service, but they see how the environment is around them and they see people getting trampled and there's a sort of underlying philosophy that good guys can't win in a ruthless industry. And so part of my whole vision here is I want to change the industry and I want to change the world. Like you said, it's not just commercial real estate. There's a ton of industries that need that. So just like I needed an example, if this book can serve not only as an example, but as a detailed roadmap for how they could create success through service. I think the issue that most people have, and if I can just punt, you know, if I can just get up on my soapbox for a second, I think everybody kind of knows, Michael, that like you're supposed to do the right thing. Sort of like, well, no kidding. We all know that. Everybody kind of knows you're supposed to help other people and you're supposed to do good and blah, blah, blah. blah. But, but the reality is, is like, we know that in our personal lives, we know that with our families and our close friends and we act that way. But then when it comes to business, so many of us feel like we got to, you know, leave that at home, put on our tough suit and go fight, fight, fight and scratch and claw so we can put bread on the table. And my whole philosophy is what if that wasn't necessary? 
And what if you could actually have your cake and eat it too? What if you could spend your time trying to help others and really go above and beyond for them? And then you could have success as well. What if you could connect success to selfless service. You know, one of the one of the mantras I was raised with was given you shall receive. And it's like, but everybody knows that statement, but do people actually believe it? Do people actually believe that if you give, you receive? I think people forget the receive part and just remember the give. And it's like, but if I give, Jonathan, you know, if I push this across the table, then what do I have? And it's like in the long run, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. So anybody who's listening to this saying, you know, how do I get rich tomorrow doing Jonathan Kaiser's, you know, you don't have to be ruthless to win Kaiser way model. This <laughs> hang up now. This is not that this is long term sustainable success. But for those that are interested in saying, what if I could do the right thing? What if I could have integrity? What if I could take care of other people? What if I could actually like serve and give and give of myself? How do I actually make money doing that? And that's what I try to outline for people in the book. Yeah, and you do it quite well. And, you know, there's one area in the book that jumped out at me because uh, it, it reminded me of a, a book that I read. It's been around for a long time, um, Disease to Please. And you talk about pleasing prison. And yeah. I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on, on that because you, know, you have a, you know, a question in, in that section, you know, talking about, you know, how does this make me feel? You know, it's something that you're doing. If it's not good, then I need to switch to more of a serving mentality. So if you could, you know, chime in on that a bit. Sure. Yeah. I think that there's, I'll just talk about myself. So before it was all about trying to do or say, or be in the moment, what I felt would get me the most in return. So it was all manipulation. It was all artificial and I was, it was all very, very gross and fake. Um, and what I was trying to do is I was, I was in that pleasing prison. I was trying to please other people to get what I wanted rather than being authentic and really trying to serve and love them. You know, so for me, the shift was significant to go from feeling like you're a salesman in a room and trying to game every situation and read body language and all the normal stuff that we're taught in sales to actually sitting across the table from somebody and forgetting about myself completely and just thinking about what's their needs, really probing, asking good questions, caring about them, listening to them. You know, one of the things that people always say is, Jonathan, why would, you're in a competitive business, why would you write a book and tell everybody exactly how you do your business? <laughs> Isn't that a little bit counterproductive? Don't you want to hide this stuff? And for me, it's like, no, you know, because at the end of the day, this I'm not describing in the book, as you read and, and you've noted in the, in the pre-call, this is not some tactical thing. This is not for people that are looking for yet another system to game. This is not that. This is, this is wholesale, inside-out transformation. You know, we teach at the Kaiser Institute, we teach a three-step process. You've got to start with yourself, so reinvention from the inside-out. So you've got, to, you've got to be first the change you want to see in the world, as Gandhi says. And then how do you build a culture within your organization, within your company? And then how do you be service outside of your organization? And so this is, this is for those people who really are tired of feeling like they have to behave in ways in their jobs that are counter to their ethics, that are counter to how they feel like they want to act, act but they feel trapped because they feel like if they don't, they're not going to have success. 
That's what I'm trying to teach them here. So the, the pleasing prison, the way you get out of that is by caring so much about the other people and being willing to put yourself in the rear view mirror and say, how can I serve this person? How can I best help this person? Then you're not in manipulation, you're in pure service. And, and when you're with somebody like that, the other thing that I've found is it unlocks people because most people are not used to being with someone who's there just to help them. They're used to being with people who have an agenda and everybody seems to have an agenda. So for them to sit in a room with me and I'm not trying to get anything from them. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to like go, Oh, you like golf? So do I. It's, I'm just there to try to help them and, and figure out what they need. And, and amazing relationships are created in that space. And so that's my point is this is all about speed to trust. This is all about how do you actually create authentic relationships, which is in any business, how you get more revenue, right? So that's the point of it all is, is, this stuff is not like, hey, do the right thing because it's the right thing. That message is already out there. That's not my message. My message is succeed, win, dominate your industry by helping others succeed. And it's a great way to approach it too. And, and I'm not surprised that you were questioned about you know, giving away the kernel secret recipe basically on how you do things because one, you just said it, you know, you, you're going to help have your own success by helping other people succeed. And unfortunately, as I know we've both seen in this world is, you know, we could, you know, have, okay, here's all the ingredients to make this work. And unfortunately there's one component that a lot of people aren't necessarily willing to do. And it's called putting in the time to make it work. Um, they're, too often, even with social media, with our ever shrinking attention spans and everything else, you know, we're used to, you know, ordering our food in a microphone and drive around in the corner and paying for it and getting a brown bag handing to us. Well, that's not a lot of work and it's also not a lot of nutrition, but that's another story for another day. But the thing of it is how you lay this all out and, and, you know, and we'll talk about this in a second, you know, your, your 15 core principles, uh, is one of those things where if you implement this and you put in the time and the effort, you know, change yourself within first, and then you replicate that to your team and organization in time, you will start making some huge strides. And ultimately if you're an organization or even an individual that does these things, I'm not saying you're recession proof, but you're able to pivot when there's economic ups and downs in, in the world. And we all know that those things happen. If any of us paid attention in econ class way back in the day, <laughs> yeah. some of us, some of us did, most of us didn't. Uh, <laughs> we were following, you know, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I forget Kinsey and I don't, I'm mixing up geometry and everything else. So anyway, yeah, that, that was, that was a lot of Guinness ago. So um, I don't remember too much from that, but at, at the end of the day, it's when you, when you have a strong foundation of, of service and doing it to genuinely help people and you're helping them from a full reservoir um, you're going to get back you give and receive. It's, you know, it, it makes such a big difference. So no, I'm not, you know, I love the book and everything that, you know, that highlighted and I was, as I'm reading it, I'm like literally going nodding and I'm saying yes and highlighting it and everything else. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, I definitely want to get to before we wrap up is 
you have 15 core principles and yeah. while we don't need to go into every one of them in great detail, but I'm gonna give you the floor, you know, share, share what you want on these. But I, I when I made that uh, comment earlier about, you know, poster hanging up on a, a boardroom wall of, of mission, I think these 15 principles should be up on a wall somewhere for people to stop and look at from time to time and remind themselves of, of these things because if you're an organization or an individual that is implementing these principles, boy, the impact you have on life and, and the people you serve is going to be absolutely amazing. So uh, share away, you know, what, you know, how those 15 principles came about and, and, and what they are. Sure. Thank you. So first of all, I think to your point, a lot of principles are just things that some executive leadership team came up with at a leadership summit and they, decided and it's usually like the same key words you know like integrity and trust and teamwork and it's like those are all great words but nobody really buys it and the biggest thing is the leaders don't live it so the number one thing about our principles is i have to be accountable to it and we have a we actually have an email list internally that's opt-in it's not a mandate so anybody that wants to can opt in and we hold each other accountable and we had some amazing conversations that happen on that but you know, regardless of what principles you pick, if you don't have an accountability mechanism and if your people aren't empowered to hold each other accountable and most importantly, hold the leader accountable. So the hardest part about being a leader of a service-driven organization is you actually have to live what you, what you speak. And that's my favorite part about it, but it also is, is, is some of the most challenging when, because I'm a human and I fail as, as much as anybody, probably more than anybody. Um, the principles came about when I was, when I had the epiphany. So I, I, I didn't tell you this in the, it's in the book, but I didn't tell this in the story. In the 2012, I was uh, super successful with this new strategy, but I was still at a traditional firm and I was feeling constrained and I was frustrated. And so I went off to Sedona and I had an epiphany. And in that, in that epiphany, it was like, wow, what if you could teach other people how to do this? What if you could, what if you could actually show others and scale this wow, what if Jonathan, you could actually change the industry? And so I grabbed my, I think it was my iPad at the time. Um, and I just started scribbling down. I, saw, I thought, hmm, what are all the things I hate about commercial real estate? And I made a long list. And then I said, what are all the things I wished were true? Like if I could just create a utopian culture within commercial real estate, what would that look like? And I started writing stuff down. And then I took those, all those notes back to our small founding team um, and we and we worked on them and honed them and debated them and and sweat over them and and argued over them and 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 ultimately came up with you know distilling them into 15 core principles which are everything for us and they are you walk in our lobby and they're embedded in the in the in in the in the lobby you walk into the creation room which is a special coaching room we have here at Kaiser and and they're embedded on the wall and so for us it's all about those things being true now for all you leaders out there that are going, okay, how do I actually do this? Number one, buy the book, it's inexpensive, and everything you need is in there. But if you need more help, we have a bunch of additional resources where, where we're happy to serve and help. You know, the Kaiser Institute I created so that we could help other people uh, create these kind of cultures for themselves. The demand is off the charts. In the future, we're gonna have a certification program so that both uh, individual business leaders and organizations can you know, certify that they're, they're, they're operating the Kaiser way. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to making sure that you have the right people that are aligned about around the right mission that are all marching in the same direction and led by a leader who's truly leading that direction. I mean, some of the biggest, 
the biggest mistakes I see that leaders make is, you know, being um, inauthentic and people sniff that a mile away. The last point I would make on, on, on the principles piece is at the end of the day, you get to decide as a leader what you're really going to stand for. And for me, what we decided was I, I, I didn't want to live that other way. I didn't want to live being ruthless anymore. I just didn't know that there was a better way. And once I found it, I did the hard work of reinventing myself, which took a lot of personal pain, which you read about in the book. But now we've created a culture that's extraordinary, that attracts the best and the brightest. You know, we're going to be a billion dollar organization that completely transforms commercial real estate. So if you're a broker out there listening to this going, man, I wish my firm was like that, call me because we just brought a president and chief growth officer on board who's solely focused on scale. And we're going to start plopping offices all across North America. Number two, if you're a company out there that's sick and tired of feeling like you're being taken advantage of by a commercial real estate broker, call us. We can help. We do work globally for organizations. And then third, if you're a leader who's like, man, I, I want to do, I want to learn how I can do this in my organization. Let me help you. Buy the book. You don't have to be ruthless to win. And then we have a bunch of free resources online at ruthlessbook.com that can help guide you through the process of doing this for yourself within your own organization. No, it's great stuff. And I, I tell you, it doesn't matter what organization it is. They could be in real estate. They could be in, you know, flooring. They could be a roofer. They could be a consultant. It doesn't matter. You, you implement these principles, the amount of benefit you're going to provide to your customers, people in your circle, everyone you engage with is going to notice a big difference and they're going to go, what in the world happened to you? And I'm sure you see that, you know, from the people that, you know, saw you in your earlier version of yourself and what you are now. And it, it throws people off sometimes. They're like, wait, a yeah, minute. I don't, I honestly, that's a good point because that's one of the harder parts. Like, remember how I said before, this is the long game. You know, when I, when I heard this speaker, I went up to him and I said, one, I was skeptical. So I went up and I said, if this is true, how come nobody else is doing it? And he said, because it takes too long. And I experienced that for myself. It took me about five years to reinvent myself. And in that process, it was brutal. I mean, it was, it was a lot of skeptics, a lot of people that had known me the old way. Plus, it's not like I went from like ruthless to perfect. And so I was still, the most discouraging thing is when you screw up because you're used to the old way. So it's a, it's a process. But for those of you who, who really want, you know, I, what I love about my life now, it, this is what's so crazy about it all, Michael. I used to spend all of my time trying to convince people that I was the man. And most people thought I was completely full of shit. Now, I spend all my time just trying to help other people. And everybody talks about me like I'm a great guy. And buy my book and, you know, Amazon and Wall Street Journal bestseller and my firm's the largest in the state and growing. And it's like, how did all this happen? Was this, it's not because I was so amazing and convinced a bunch of people. It's because I committed 15 years ago to serving others and to doing it nonstop. And that hasn't stopped. Today, the reason our firm continues to grow is I continue to serve and I teach my people how to serve and they go serve. And so our influence of service just grows. And unlike other organizations who they're in quotation salespeople are out selling, 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 our people are out giving, helping, serving. And then people go, how do these guys get so much business? 
because we're actually doing things that other people need. We're actually helping people in ways that are meaningful versus sending them yet another PowerPoint, yet another brochure, yet another flashy tech. I mean, we are, we are, we are working on some cool stuff. I mean, we're, we're, a, you know, we're gonna be the next generation tech enabled commercial real estate firm. But at the end of the day, it's not about tech. Tech's just something that helps. This is about a culture of service. And if you embed that in your organization and you, ha and you have patience and you're willing to wait the and play the long game, you will have extraordinary success for yourself. And what I teach in this book is exactly how you, the reader, in any business you're in, could do this for yourself. And that's why I wrote the book. I don't care about being a best-selling author, although it's very humbling to be that. It's not about that for me. It's I want to change the world. I can envision a world where people selflessly help each other, regardless of personal gain, understanding fundamentally that it's in their own personal best interest to do so. Not doing it because their parents told them to do, not doing it because their church told them to do, not doing it because they believe it's the right thing, so they better just do it. Doing it because they actually fundamentally believe that if they do this and they do it consistently, they're going to have an extraordinary life filled with success, amazing relationships, and all the things they ever wanted. Get your cake and eat it too. But the only way you do that is by helping others. And unfortunately, we have a business culture in today's world that teaches the opposite of that. So I'm just one voice, part of many, many voices, like you know my buddy John Mackey and Raj from Conscious Capitalism, who you know, really have been pioneers in all this, but there's a lot, there, there, there are a lot of um, people that are miserable and we're looking to give them, give them a better path, give them, give them an, an idea that, they, that it doesn't have to be that way. I'm so thankful for you and, and the work that you're doing and, and congratulations on being that 15 year overnight success. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it, it takes time, people. But you know what? Just stick to it. And, and when you do and you're committed and you know it's right and, and your heart of hearts, you know it's right. You just stick to it. And um, a quote that I say that's a little weird is, it's going to take longer than you want it to, but it's going to happen sooner than you think. And it's just, it's a weird anomaly when it comes to this quote unquote success. And that of course has different meanings to everybody. But you know, if when you're causing impact and, and service to people and it, it you're going to stand out amongst all of those sales brochures and, you know, yet another postcard from 18 different realtors, you know, pushing the same property and you're like, totally. okay, and it's like, I'm not, it's like, okay, great. So you know, my, my condo is going for this now. Okay, great. All right. I'm not planning on selling. Good to know what it's worth though. Great. Uh, so. I mean, at the end of the day, people always ask me, they say, okay, Jonathan, what's one practical thing that I could do? And I say, it's so simple. You don't have to be crazy like me and go reinvent your entire life. All you need to do is whatever your normal day looks like already in every interaction, rather than focusing on what you need to get out of it, just try to figure out what the other person needs to get out of it and try to help them get what they want. If you do that everywhere in your life, one relationship, one conversation at a time, you're going to be amazed at what comes back to you. Couldn't agree with you more, sir. I've loved our conversation today and I highly encourage people to pick up this book. It's a life-changing book for, for anybody that'll read it, but uh, where's some other ways that uh, people can get in touch with you and find out more about the awesome work that uh, your team's doing. Thank you. Yeah, for those interested in the book, ruthlessbook.com. And then for the, you could also get access to all the stuff that we're doing at kaiser.com, K-E-Y-S-E-R, 
Um, that's our corporate site. So that's the commercial real estate firm site. And then we can also get you information on the Institute. Um, that's at ruthlessbook.com. If you'd like information on that, or, you know, we also do a lot of speaking. So all those things you can get through either ruthlessbook.com and there's a bunch of free things, including a, a selfless reinvention guide. If you go there, you could download that for free. Um, but the most important thing is we want to start a generational shift. We want to, we want to start, I want a future where business leaders help each other and do it because they believe it's the best way to create success. That future will make all of our lives better. And that's my vision. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. Jonathan, thank you again, again, for your book and uh, for being the awesome person and, and making that decision all those years ago uh, to you know, make the impact that you're making today. And, and I'm excited to see, you know, the awesome stuff that's going to happen in the future because not only of this book, but of the work that you guys are doing. It's my honor. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.